You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the, the usual host of the podcast. And this week we've got a, a wee bit of a different lineup. Greg is missing in action. He's away on his wedding anniversary. He's taking the missus away for a wee bit of a, a treat. I think he'll call it a treat anyway. But I'm still joined by Chris, usual co-host Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Craig. How are we doing? All right, I'm good. I've been excited about this show for the last week because I've tried to do some dealings in the background behind the scenes, some shady dealings, you might say, and we've managed to get an old face if you can get an old face on an audio-only podcast, <laughs> I've got an old face on the podcast. Hello, Laurie. Still the youngest one here, are we not? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hello. I, I thought, actually, if Greg's not on here, I'm the oldest one in the podcast. Hey. <laughs> oh, Jen, Chris. You know Soon to be dad. I know. Definitely built then. Right, Laurie, what's happening? Where have you been? I've just been waiting. I've, I lost my connection. <laughs> Only just got it back. I've been ah, busy, been busy, busy in the 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 heart's comeback. You know, it's it's taken a lot of my concentration. Everyone's been my... listening in, waiting for your your heart's banter, and it's been missing. I know that I come on after a weekend like that. <laughs> yep. And yeah, I've got no banter. I've got a big uh, bit on the agenda here that just says hearts. So I'm gonna later on. I'm gonna ask you about hearts, and I'm gonna sit back and listen for 20 minutes as you tell me the ins and outs say hearts in their situation because basically all I know is the headlines that I read in the, the BBC and that kind of thing I don't know the ins and outs so I'm, I'm hoping that you'll give us are we, are we a wee bit off the field, are we? I'm, t- I'm talking about off the field yep okay, and a wee bit on the field I mean there's not been really much movement off the field we're sort of in a waiting game just now so although I don't know how up to speed you were before that but just now there's not really been many many big developments we're still waiting for well you know (laughs) the the ultimate one way or the other but no until um where are we at actually i've been too focused on how amazing we've been on the field (coughs) i've been all right on the field but i'm sure chris will will mention later on how you were humped at the weekend i I was there Right, but what we've got this week in the podcast is uh, the Premiership Games, Chris will run us through that, the lower league games and there was some Scottish Cup. We'll try and rescue the charity bet because it's been rubbish, but to be honest I blame Greg and hopefully Laurie (laughs) can come back and give us a wee bit of a boost because he's a wee bit of a gambling addict as you might know if you listen to the podcast last season and the season before and then... That'll be it because it's an international break coming up, but we don't play until Tuesday, which is a strange one. We've we've not we're missing out on the, the Friday games. Odds, if you've got odd teams in your group, we've not got an odd group this year. No, we've got six teams. Oh, do we? Yep. Shows how much I pay attention to Scotland. So why have we why have we not got a no, game? I have no idea. We played in August or something, like that and the other teams didn't, or some bizarre thing. Or we played at the end of June and the other teams didn't against Croatia. I think that might have been it. It's all negotiations, isn't yeah. it? They try and work out. Some teams want a good run in, some teams want a good start to the campaign and they all negotiate. It must be a nightmare, to be honest, to try and work out, try and get everybody happy. You just take a computer, the SPL computer, like it used to work out the fixtures. Have they upgraded the SPL computer to the SPFL computer? Have you what difference? <laughs> well, I might have to handle all four divisions or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. don't know how exactly how that works. Right, Chris, you want to start us on the, the Premiership games? Yep, well, we'll go back to Saturday. We'll start off with the, the, the five games that took place at three o'clock then. Starting off at Celtic Park, where the second-place Celtic were hosting a third-place Motherwell. Visitors hadn't actually scored at Celtic Park for three years and hadn't won in five, so it was something of a daunting task in front of them. Unfortunately, the first real incident of the game was Keith Lasley clattering into Adam Matthews. Now, the replay showed Lasley did get the ball, but not before he took out Matthews. Although the tackle was hard, it was a landing that did the real damage, and so the Welshman stretchered off, and he is unfortunately going to miss the next 10 to 12 weeks as he's getting surgery on his collarbone. So he's going to miss the rest of Celtic's Champions League campaign. Should hopefully be back in the new year. Lasley then later on clattered into Anthony Stokes, but as the game continued and Irishman picked himself up, Lee Hollis got confused by a cross towards Emilio Izaguirre and Hollis tried to recover. 
Stokes was able to take it around him and fire into the top corner from a tight angle. Mullerwell weren't really in this game in an attacking sense, I and mean, when Chris Commons danced his way through the defence and nutmeg McManus, and for once Laszlo opted not to clatter a Celtic player, and instead Commons was able to stay his feet and lifted the ball over Hollis into the net. Tiredness began to creep in once more towards the end of the game for Celtic after a European night, but Mullerwell couldn't capitalise like St Johnson did, or nearly did, two weeks ago. Although that was partly down to a wonderful save from Fraser Forster near the end. And that meant Celtic had the three points in the bag. Where did that play them in the league? We will come back to. Because we'll go to Tannadice first, where Kamala are still looking for their first win in the season. It wasn't the greatest of first, half, first halves though. And although David Goodrolly did hit the post, that was about it. But ten minutes after the break, Goodrolly turned provider for the only goal of the game as Nadir Chief J connected with his cross to volley low and beyond Craig Sampson. Kamarna nearly managed to claw their way back in, but Radoslav Czerzniak denied first Jackson Irvin and then Sammy Klingon to earn the home side all three points and move them up to fifth to within three points of Motherwell. Well, Kamarnock, well, they've slipped to second bottom now. And that's because of events at Dyncastle where St Mirren visited Hearts. Having picked up a draw against Aberdeen last Monday, St Mirren finally got a deserved first win in the season against a Hearts side who were probably at their worst at just the wrong time. St Mirren actually had several chances to score in the first half, but it took John McGinn's unmarked header at the back post to give him the lead just three minutes from half time. St Mirren then doubled the lead just short of the hour mark when Hearts woeful defending saw Jamie McDonald parry across into the defeat of his own defender, only for Paul McGowan to stab it into the gaping net. Hearts tried to come back, but St Mirren stood firm and moved themselves back to 12 points ahead of their opponents, as well as two above Kilmarnock. And then Dingwall, Aberdeen were the visitors and were attempting to beat Ross County for the first time eh, ever, apparently. They didn't manage it last season, they still haven't managed it after this encounter. The flow of play wasn't helped in this match by a substitution in the first half. Referee Crawford Allen was off injured and was replaced by fourth official David Somers, with Allen taking up the fourth official role. Back in the action, now McGinn's shot was saved by Mark Brown, but after that, Ross County had several chances to take the lead before finally breaking the deadlock in 52 minutes, thanks to Rocco Quinn's second goal of the season, this one from a tight angle. Scott Vernon was denied by Mark Brown at the other end, while County had a couple more chances to stretch their lead, but in the end, a single goal was enough and moved Ross County 7 clear of Kilmarnock right up alongside the two teams who played on Monday night. We'll come back to them because the final game of Saturday saw the leaders Inverness travel to Perth to face St Johnson. The Terry Butchers men have enjoyed a good run of pra- playing practically the same 11 so far this season, but there was a few changes in the lineup in this game, and maybe that was partly to blame for what followed the St Johnson were simply miles better than their opponents. Stevie May opened the scoring from a Gary McDonald cross. A wonderful passing move was finished off by Dave McKay for a second goal before the half hour mark. Stephen McLean then scored not once but twice with Stevie May passes in the final 20 minutes of the game to ensure a 4 0 victory for the Saints which ended a run of five games without a win for them and ended Inverness's spell as league leaders. St Johnson moved up to sixth ahead of Monday night's game, while Inverness now trail Celtic by three points and having played the game more. And finally at Fur Hill, a Burnham of Monday night visitors in a game that's just finished as we record this. For much of the game, Thistle had the better of the play, but without really threatening the goal. And as so often happens in these situations, they were hit with a sucker punch as against the run of play in the second half, a fine Lane Craig strike finished in the top corner in the 69th minute. Thistle had a couple more chances, but other than a fine double save from Ben Williams with a couple of minutes left, they never really looked like getting that goal. So that one moved Tibbs up to fifth place above Dundee United, while Thistle remain eighth. And that's us for the SPFL Scottish Premiership Roundup. You almost said SPL, I nearly you? did die. <laughs> I thought I covered it quite well though. You did, you did. Aye, until I highlighted it. Yes. Yep. I wanted to mention the, the challenge on Matthews yep. because as you as you mentioned there, unfortunately he's now ruled out for is it up to twelve weeks. Could be, yeah. I don't ten to twelve, yeah. I because he's getting surgery tomorrow or is it Wednesday on his uh, collarbone. So it must have been a, a very nasty fall. I should I, I should say it was the fall that done it rather than a tackle. But then you could also argue yes. that they wouldn't have fallen had they not been tackled in the first place. Yeah, it was pointed out to me by a guy at work. Uh, he mentioned uh, the challenge and he was. He asked me what the rules had to say about it, really, and whether it should have been a, a card or a red card or a free kick. And as far as I can see in the rules, the, the issue here is whether it was careless, reckless, or whether excessive force was used. And I'll give you the the breakdown of those. Careless is when a player shows a lack of attention or consideration when making his challenge or that he acted without precaution. Reckless is he's acted with complete disregard of the danger to or consequences for his opponent and using excessive force means that the player has exceeded the necessary use of force as in, and is in danger of injuring his opponent. 
Now, obviously, Matthews was injured, but I think the key was that he was injured based on the fall, yep. not on the challenge. For me, I think the challenge was hard, but I think it was fair. I think he, he got the ball. He also got Matthews, but I, I think it's a, a valid decision by the ref to say that it was a fair challenge. The problem I've got with it is the order things happened. And he, for me, he took Matthews before he took the ball. He had to go through Matthews to get the ball. If anything, he actually got the ball with his arse. <laughs> so that's what put it out for the corner. Now, the referee gave the corner, so I don't think there's any disputing that the referee saw him get the ball. It's just, I, I think... It maybe happened so fast that the referee didn't see what, what he connected with uh, at first. I mean, at the time, I thought he connected with Matthews first. What I didn't understand is how he connected with Matthews, because he seemed to connect offline. The line he came sliding in, that was straight towards the ball. So that's what he was definitely going mm-hmm. for. I wouldn't say it was careless, I wouldn't say it was reckless. He was going full pelt to get the ball. So if he's actually made contact with Matthews first, at worst, it's a booking for me. And apparently, because it's inside the box. But... I wouldn't go overboard and say it was a sending off. I, I think he got, I, th- I do think he got Matthews first, so I think it should have been a foul. But I wouldn't put any blame on Wisely being reckless or careless. Yeah, yeah. He, he seemed to try to to slide for the ball, yeah. as you as you would hope that a, a player does. I mean, Matthews is coming running in to try and get to the ball as well, so he's coming in at kind of almost ninety degrees to which way uh, Wisely's coming sliding in. So they're both going for the yep. ball. It's just it's been unfortunate the way Matthews has landed that's going to keep him out. It looked like he's seen it coming as well because he did seem to check his run a little. No, maybe next time he shouldn't. What I seen it. <laughs> Sometimes that can be the problem. Yeah. So I've seen in the highlights and I only seen this very briefly. But what were the dogs doing? In the team lineup, <laughs> the, the start. it was the it's some sort of charity with the with the for, for guide dogs basically, uh, and they had them out as mascots for the, the the start of the game, but of course that did lead to the hilarious pictures of mascots. Uh, the mascots being held by the the team captains right in front of the the referees, which, given their already sponsored respect savers, having guide dogs in front of them <laughs> makes it even funnier. And I don't, I don't think Ian Brines had a particularly good game against uh, in, in the Celtic Motherwell game. I don't think he was biased. I don't. I just think he was poor, and I'm not a big fan of Ian Brines at all. So I, I would say maybe he could have done with the guy, Dugs. <laughs> I still love that sponsorship deal. Respects. Yes. <laughs> do you think that the SPL approached them, or do you think that they were like, look, this is a wee cheeky opportunity here to to come in with a, a decent, a decent, a, a fun sponsorship. Well, I, I I don't think it was the SPFL. I think it was just Celtic. I don't know if it happened elsewhere on any other ground. I don't. There certainly was nothing tonight in the game between uh, Partick Thistle and Hibs. So if it was just Celtic that was with them, I mean, before the game they had a big uh, mascot dog. Now we're used to having Hoopy the Huddle Hound wandering about, but this was another dog that was wandering about called Doctor Dog. <laughs> I mean, a dog a dog as a mascot for someone as a charity for guide dogs makes a lot of sense. So. I can hardly argue that one. I did notice it had tongue Dr. Dog. Yes, Dr. Dog. I wondered about which... Is it a real doctor, like Dr. Fox uh, or Dr. Gillian McKeith? I has, I thought. It could, probably about as real as him. It was a dog mascot that walked around with its tongue out, so we weren't quite sure if it was trying to be like Miley Cyrus or if it was trying to be Henry Larson. Have any of you guys seen the um, the plaque that we opened at Tynecastle the other week? The, the, the For the, the war? Yeah. Yeah, for... Um, McRae's battalion, the first, they were the first um, footballers to sign up for the First World War. Yeah. Like when our entire team went, and uh, uh, that's kind of what they always say. It was, they always say it was our best of our team. But anyway, um, in the plaque we went to see the weekend, there's actually a cat in it <laughs> because when they're about to take the photo, um, Blackie the cat, which ironically I had a cat called Blackie when I was younger, um, he runs across as about to take the photo. So one of the footballers at the, I can't remember which player is at the front picks him up so he's holding the cat in the team photo before they go to war <laughs> ask it did the cat go to war then? Um, no I think he's the only one who didn't <laughs> that's why that's why Celtic ended up winning the league probably had to play Blackie at some point <laughs> there you go sorry I just thought I'd throw that in when you were talking about Adam that's good that's good Laura you're, st- you're sounding good on your microphone I didn't mention that you didn't have a headset so you're using a, a microphone which I thought was a bit bizarre that you just had one handy I've got to just watch that I do stay in the same position because I might, I can't just like get up or lean away or look somewhere else. But I, it's a, not a lip mic. A lip mic? Yeah. Oh. Wait, like Derek Ray would have been using tonight. Right up his yeah. mouth. No, 
I don't know. It just seems a bit close, doesn't it? It is. It is. So it is definitely a sing star mic thing. <laughs> My karaoke one, yeah. I what about Chiefty's goal? The the volley. Right, finish. I've got to mention that because there was a guy uh, bumming about it at work, and he was bumming saying, "Now oh, you've got to check this goal. You've got to check this goal. It's good." And it was a good volley, right? I'll give him that. He done it. He took it well, but he hit it right down the middle. I thought the keeper maybe could have saved that. Right, he's taking it first time, that. though. If you take it first time, you oh, can catch good. the keeper on a well. Did you watch um, Juventus yesterday? No, I didn't know. No, they're playing Milan. I thought that with um, Perlo or Pirlo, however you want to say it, scored a free kick. It was being called sublime at the time, but it was pretty much straight at Abbey I, I just thought it was just because it was Perlo, Pirlo. I want to say I, Pirlo, but all the commentators always say Perlo. I would yeah. say Pirlo. That was a good finish. That um, Chief, she's got a cracking shot on him because he... Mm. He almost scored one from about 25, 30 yards against County, and he scored a, a raker pre-season against Wigan as well, that, I believe. I didn't see that one. But he seems like he's got quite a good quite a good right peg on him. Yeah, he's in good form. I thought Goodwillie hit a bullet against the post. It's not often you see them bounce that far out. Mm. Properly cracked yeah. it. Uh, dummy the keeper well, but... <laughs> I did die. He looks like he's getting he's getting sharper, though. He looked well. Yeah, it'd be good to see him that. back, especially for the, the, the national side. Be good to see him contending for that. Aye, we don't have a, a plethora of options up there, so no. not of quality. We've got plenty, plenty of quality. Do we? Can choose. We've got May coming up. No, I think only, he could be something in a couple of years' time. Till the October, damn so, time. <laughs> Dear me. Worries <laughs> back in. The jokes are back. <laughs> Aye, the jokes are back. <laughs> right. What? So what happened to Hearts against St Mirren? Two 0 <laughs> what was McGowan up to? Why did he not just hoof it away? You know, I defenders see... try to be too calm. I didn't see it at the time. I actually turned to say something <laughs> to my mate next to me. Because as soon as he got the ball at his feet, I was just expecting to punt it. So I kind of glanced around and then heard a cheer. And I was like, wait a minute, how did they just score? <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a bit of, I had a bit of an apprehension. I was feeling a bit apprehensive about this game because for the first time, Really, this season there was almost an expectation as opposed to kind of um, every game we've the fans have been up for it and we've had that sort of defiant kind of just a bit of hope every game. But going into it thinking, well, it doesn't matter, you know, we're expected to get beat, so whatever whatever happens will be fine. But I think they, for the first time, they a lot of the fans thought we were going to win, and to be honest, we just didn't turn up. I think for the probably the first time in the league this season, we just didn't turn up at all. I mean, Ross County was disappointing, but we almost threw that one away, so there's still a sense that you know it was just a couple of minutes, a little blip. But yeah, start to finish, St Mirren just. I mean, when they went one 0 up, they could have been about three up by that point. We were all over the place, and it was coming. You know, the whole game we just we were very poor, and it was disappointing. And for the first time, the fans started getting a bit frustrated in the second half. Um, I think Patterson especially was target to a bit of a bit of abuse, which uh, it's a shame really because I. I don't like him playing up there, but he's not a striker. You know, he's been full-back or right midfield, mainly for us. He's definitely not a striker, so it's not his position, but he misses a couple of big opportunities, and we don't get many. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's a big loss, because obviously it could have been six, but instead it's 12. But we're still closer to the teams above us when than we were at the start of the season. So yep. that's the only way I look at it. But, yeah, I think... the. the the only consoling thing was for one of the few times this season I could just say, well, it wasn't the ref's fault, was it? It wasn't a a snap, you know, a smashing <laughs> grab. We were just we were just uh, beaten by the better team on the day. I, th- I think Michael Stewart made a good point, and uh, I think it was the only good point he made the entire night on sports scene last night. But he was saying Hart's goal when they're eating away at 15 points to start with is basically to claw back five points every round of games. So that way. You're level by the split, and then you can get out of the bottom in the split in the last five games, which sounds 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 a reasonable goal. And when you consider it like that, you were 15 points behind at the start. You're now 10 points behind Kilmarnock, so the five points is there that you've already eaten away. If you can keep doing that as the season goes on, then you'll catch them. And Kilmarnock, I'll be honest, Kilmarnock are I'll be honest, St Mirren are pretty poor as well. I think they they've had a good week, but uh, they're still a long way for getting out of the mess. Oh, I mean that's. That was the most frustrating thing was, uh, although they were the better team, they deserved to win, I still thought they looked pretty mediocre to average at best. We were just, we were yeah. just 
pretty terrible on the day. It's just unfortunate. I mean, but it's going to happen. I mean, we've got, we can't really change things up. So we've got to keep playing pretty much the same team. They're all kids. We don't have a striker at all. So it's, it is a big ask, but I think we've got to try and stick with them still. I mean, I don't think we're anything next week against Motherwell, but we've got Kilmarnock away after that, which, I mean, if you can get three points, yeah. it's potentially back down to seven against another team. I don't even think you have to look at it over the course of a season because if we stay in business, which is obviously the main thing, to be honest, I'll always maintain that. I'll take going down and still be in the same club probably at the end of the season. But if we're even... If we're even still 10 points behind come January, if we come out of it, then we can sign some loan players. And I either think we'll be in a position where we're out of it by maybe late January and we can do that, or, well, you know, the other thing <laughs> where it won't matter about signing players because we won't be anything. Yeah. No, so, it's uh, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's early days and they're all still learning. It was disappointing on the day, but I thought some of the reactions, especially at the game while it was playing, it was a bit... A bit over the top, I think um, we've maybe given ourselves a bit of unrealistic expectations of some of the lads. When you remember that we've got like Jordan McGee was at, at right back, it's not even his natural position all the time. He's just turned 17. He's only played three or four games before that. So it's like, <laughs> even if you're playing St Mirren, who aren't the best team, they're still a lot more experienced than the likes of that. Players who were only wouldn't even be in the 20s, you know, maybe at this point yeah. in previous years. So just got to move on, I think. I'm just looking at Hearts next sort of run of fixtures. Like you say, you've got Motherwell away. Not really expecting again there. Away to come on, it's a big game, definitely. You then get the the quarter final against Hibs at Easter Road, which uh, it's not going to do anything for the league, but it will certainly do you a confidence boost if you can pop them right. out on penalties, of course, because you don't do any other winning penalties these days. <laughs> and then you've got at home to St Johnson, which is maybe you can get something out of that. Away to Aberdeen, yeah. well. Aberdeen were running against Hearts in recent years, so there's always a chance for that. At home at Ross County, so I think. I think at it's home though difficult. as well. I mean, at home, I think we can pick up. I would say most teams we could beat on our day at home. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we didn't turn up against the men at the weekend, but I mean, even in the last few years, even the best Hearts teams I've followed have still generally been really rubbish away from home. <laughs> so it's not exactly a new thing that. I'm looking at away games at Motherwell and thinking we're not going to get anything because yeah. generally we don't get anything there. But uh, it's, I mean, even against Celtic, I thought for the first hour, I thought it looked like two very evenly matched teams. And then uh, the last kind of third of the game, Celtic sort of took control. But I mean, beat Aberdeen, who, yeah, they've been a bit up and down when we beat them. We beat Hebs, who I thought, and a few Hearts fans, I'm realistically thinking they were one of the teams to target. But I never really thought that was going to be the case. So. I think it's 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 a difficult one to look at because you're still hoping and we could still do it, but when we lose, it's that's more what should be expected when you look at the the team that we've got out yeah. because they are so inexperienced. But we've just got to got to keep plugging away and um, yeah. So obviously Kilmarnock will beat um, Ross County. I thought, I mean, obviously we can move on to that game as well. I think that was a maybe a little bit of a blow for us them getting a win because I thought they looked pretty poor the first few games this season. Yeah, they've kind of well, they played well against us in the first game of the season, and then they went on a weird slump where they were just rotten. Uh, but they seem to have got themselves out. There's a wee bit of a gap opening up there now, because Ross County are now level with Party Thistle on ten points, yeah. and then immediately below them is St Mirren on five. So there's a bit of a gap there already. Mm. So you're what well, seventeen points behind Ross County now? I thought Partick before the season started, but I literally changed that after ninety minutes because after I saw Stunned United, I thought. I don't think they're going to be poor enough to. Partick Thistle play a really nice game to watch, but they need, they need a goal scorer. They just don't have one. I mean, the, the chance that Dylan had tonight when he was one on one with the keeper, he seemed to be waiting for somebody to hit him. He kept oh, he was going really slow. Eventually, the two Hibs players managed to close him down, and then he took the shot and had it straight to the keeper. He just never looked confident with it at all. Do you know how many times has he strikers done that though? I was. So I was speaking about that when I was watching the game earlier with my with my dad, and I was like, I don't understand. There's so many strikers at all levels who they'll go one on one and they'll they'll kind of dawdle about and they'll take their time and you know size it up and then just kick it at the goalie. Yeah. I'm like, surely you'd either take it early and you know just if you're gonna just hit something on instinct at the goal, or if you're taking that long, I just can never understand why they're not either lifting it up over the keeper or they're rolling it. Or they're picking a corner, they just kick it straight at him body height, and it, well, well, what? 
<laughs> what was what would you just take five seconds to think about? <laughs> so yeah, I was. That's the kind of thing I would do, Laurie. I, I know, but that's because we're not options. footballers. Yeah. You're rubbish. <laughs> they're, they're paid. To, they're paid to do that. Even even obviously at a level of Scottish top flight. I just I never get it because he didn't hit the corners. It wasn't like a great save. Obviously Ben Williams did pull off two cracking saves. Um, yeah, later on yeah. I thought, but uh, that one I did. Well, one was straight at him though. Aye, I think the, the, the save with his feet just was. The, the thistle player should have found the corner better, I think. But he's still, still staying at his feet. But the save, the save that was in top corner, that was absolutely brilliant. I mean, that, right. that's got him the three points instead of a draw. Ah, it was a good save. I made a, a similar dive earlier today when I was playing football, but nowhere near the ball went in. But <laughs> I was going to say, you were, actually, good. you were actually in goals, weren't you? <laughs> no, it, was, it, it was up front. Dive-wise was good. Aye. I was proud of my dive, but I didn't save it. It was just a little things that pleased me. So what about what do you think Aberdeen then? Aberdeen I don't know. I think that it's it's very similar to last season. I think that at the start of the season people are getting so excited about it, saying right, this is it. They're going to be the the second force in the the Premiership. And I don't know on on paper. I think that the signings they made were superb. Really impressed with them. But I don't know. I, I think they're going to they're going to fall away again. I think we're going to see something not as bad as last season, but I, I don't think we're going to see them challenging oh, for the no, second no. spot. No, it doesn't look. I mean, they, they've taken one point for six this week, and they're still fourth. Well, I mean, I think if you look at it in terms of they've played, if you look at the games against what, Hearts, St Mirren, Ross County, which I would probably say maybe, uh, maybe if you, barring Kilmarnock, are three of the on paper weakest teams in the league, and they've taken one point out of those three. Have they played? They've played Kilmarnock, haven't they? Um, I think maybe. Not sure. Beat them one nil, or did they draw? No, they must have. I can't remember. It's shocking. But they don't actually have a lot of depth in their team, really. I've just you know, they've played a, a lot of the younger players. I know they have a lot of quite decent youngsters anyway, but they've they don't seem to have a whole lot of depth in their in their squad, do they? No, uh, uh, the, Aberdeen beat Kilmarnock two one first game of the season. Two one, yes, sorry, yeah, they beat them by a goal. I remember that now. So yeah, other than that though, I mean they've they've you know they've not taken points in games they should have. I thought they were terrible against the men, and I was actually relieved when yeah. they. Even got an equaliser against them. Um, and by they all big... accounts, they were lucky against Alloa. Uh, After relying on penalties. Yeah. That's Aberdeen. I know it's only the cup. But... It's a given, isn't it? <laughs> Aberdeen are poor in the cup. I've got a message from the footy gaffer, and he was mentioning Hearts and wondering if the best chance of avoiding relegation is Kelly. Kelly going to administration. Yeah. I've heard that. Aye. I've heard rumours about that, and then. I, well, I mean, I don't really know. I think if anyone was going to, it would be Kilmarnock. But I have, I don't think, well, I mean, I've not heard anything of it happening anytime soon. I suppose in some some way, if a team was had that possibility in the near future, they might think maybe this is the best time to risk it, you know, when there is another team who are already in minus points. But I, I mean, part of me, and I know it sounds stupid to say, doesn't want that to happen because... I still, it'll, it'll take away from us surviving if we do. Oh yeah, that's going to be a, a badge of honour if you do manage to survive. I still think back to Dundee when they clawed back their 25 points. Yeah, in the first division. Yeah. I think it's not just the it's not just the points though. It's the the lack of anyone bar you know teenagers in the team. Dylan McGowan's the only non-Scot in our entire squad. And he's um he's pretty much Scottish anyway. His parents are both Scottish, and he's been with since he was like 15, 16. So. so a few games we've actually ended up with all academy players on the park after Jamie Hamill got sent off um, at Inverness. The the ten left were all academy players, so it's quite it's quite phenomenal that way. So if I would think it would if we if we finish second bottom even, I think it would probably be the biggest ever achievement I've seen from a Hearts team in my time. Ah, then there's a playoff place. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm, 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 to be honest, it sounds like they have to bust a gut to play you if that happens. Because third plays fourth, and then the winner of that plays second, and then the winner of that plays the eleventh team in the the Premiership. Yeah, so, yeah. How can we set it up so that it's very, very unlikely? Yeah. So that the, the second bottom team goes down. Yep. Aye, aye. It's just not right. It's but then it, it's at least it's there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's an step in the right yeah. direction. Yes. Right, so maybe that's us for the, the Premiership then, unless you can think of anything else you wanted to mention. There's nothing that I've got at all, other than Stevie May and McLean's silly dance. 
Oh, what was that about with the sort of bird flapping thing? Flying. I, yeah. I'm not having that. I'm going to have a word with the two of them. I'm going right. to call them into class and say, didn't do that again or else. Well, quickly mention Johnson. I thought they were really impressive. I thought they were. I, I thought they were as good as Inverness were bad in that game, because that's possibly the worst I've seen Inverness this season. Yeah, I was. That was the shock score of the weekend for me. Was that one? Yeah. I can't believe when that came in. Oh, but, we had it in the charity bet, so it wasn't really a shock. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Sorry, if you. <laughs> you had St Johnson to win. No, with Inverness to win. Inverness. All right. Oh, okay. So I was about to say because if you had, if you had a team that won, then that would be, would be a big shock. But no, okay. <laughs> uh, it bust us and it was I was looking at the predictor on the, the forum and the URL for that is and this is a correct one is forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor <laughs> I read it out wrong the other week Larry if you go to the results section then you can see how many people got each score correct and for the St Johnson game there was zero members got three points and only 57 got the result correct. Compared that to 647 who got the Dundee United win correct. So I surprised folk in the forum as well. I surprised me Stephen McLean managed to score two goals as well. Surprised he managed to do his feet. He's played very he's well. Okay. He's okay. I don't think he's a, a goal scorer, but I think he's he's good being the, the lone man up front, but just not a goal scorer. More like the type of guy you could hoof a ball up to and he would bring it down for somebody else. To, to score the goals. Some good link up play though. Him and May looked like what like like they were working well together. So uh, yeah. but they they'd had a couple of dodgy results, didn't they? So uh, they're very up and down, St Johnson. I think I think Stevie May's the the shining light for them this season and I'd be very surprised if he if somebody wasn't sniffing around again in January was it Peterborough yeah. that were really keen. Because he's a standout, and he's there's talk of him getting a, a senior call up to Scotland squad, and I think that that would be good for the future. I don't know if he's ready right now. He's still a bit young, and so still got some quality up front, despite Kenny Miller retiring. <laughs> Should be all right in the in the very short term. So, Chris, you want to move on to the lower leagues? Yeah, uh, ju- just uh, another thought on Hearts. That there is one issue with going down this season, and that Rangers will be coming up which would almost imply that Rangers will be coming up again the following season. So is that a concern for Hearts, that if they go down this season, they may have to spend two seasons in the, the championship? But two, there's two places to go up, remember? Well, yeah, the, 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 there's that oh, stupid... Fl- you end up being the wrong side of it then, because then you've got to fight your way through it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, try not to think about that happening, but, I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't... We'd be concerned about going down either way. But I mean, then you look at it one way is that, I mean, with all, the, the first, uh, or sorry, I was about to call it the first division. So the championship would be a, um, a lot of interest in it. I think mm-hmm. if you had Hearts and Rangers fighting out mm-hmm. for a title in that, I mean, I know I'm obviously biased in a way, but it would certainly maybe on paper start to look a bit more interesting than the, the premiership <laughs> forever was generally Celtic and whatever's happening below them. If you had it's, a title... Could be argued that it's been more exciting over the last few seasons. And yeah, it's very exciting. Those two big teams. Because someone said to me at the weekend, like, if we finish second one, who do we have to play? And I was like, who knows? Take your pick. It's very, very hard because you've got teams like. It won't be Morton. It won't be Morton. No. Well, if you will get into your um, your roundup, because there are a few. I'm impressed with, you know, Hartley, what he's doing. Yeah. No, well, well, we'll have a look. The, I mean, the championship's fairly easy this week. The top five beat the bottom five. So nothing changed in the league at all. Hamilton, who are top, beat Livingston, who are eighth, 2 0. Wraith Rovers, who are second, beat Dumbarton, who are sixth, 4 2. Falkirk, who are third, beat Queen, who are seventh, 2 1. Dundee, who are fourth, beat Cowden Beath, who are second, bottom 2 0. And Alwa, who are fifth, beat Morton, who are bottom 2 0. Uh, in League One, the league leaders Rangers have stretched their lead to eight points after a 2-0 win at fourth place to Air United on Sunday. That's because second place Don Fairman managed to lose 4-0 at Forfa. Thanks for that. Mm. No goals whatsoever when we had the uh, first goal scorer Gagan. Not very happy uh, there. That win did move Forfa off the bottom and up to ninth. Uh, taking their place bottom are East Fife who drew one each at third place Stenhouse Muir. Airdrie's 3-1 win over Breaking City also jumped them over East Fife. 
and kept them ahead of Forfar in eighth, while Sternar moved to within a point of Arbroath by beating them 3-2. So that's just two points separating fifth and tenth in that league. And of course, League 2 is even better than that because we've got two points separating second and ninth. But none of them played this weekend because it was a Scottish Cup. Yep. I'd like to mention Moshney for Rangers. Or they were pronouncing it slightly differently on Sky. Mosney. I think they were saying, ah, there's definitely an H in there. I'm going to say Moshney. I'm going to stick with that. But he scored a, a, quite a comfortable goal and he definitely doesn't look a centre-half in front of goal. He scored an overhead kick against Dennis Muir and then he, even this goal here, it was it's nothing fancy, but the way he hit it, he's, he's definitely not a centre-half. Got an assist played as well. Up front. So I, it was a, a bit of a, an interesting assist. It was a half a header and then McLeod with a superb <laughs> how, overhead how kick. You, how do you achieve half a header? <laughs> You've seen the assist. That is the, the definition of half a header. <laughs> Why is it half? Headers. Well, he seemed to. He tried to do a cushioned header, didn't he? But then he tried to like almost pull out of the header because it was so cushioned. It, 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 it makes sense in my head, head. Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> but he scored four goals in five games, Moshney. So he's definitely my new favourite Rangers player. He looks really funny, doesn't he? Looks like a. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think Columbia he's going to be a hit with the ladies. <laughs> with I could see whether he's uh, attractive to the, the opposite sex. Maybe Greg could have told us if he was on, but <laughs> he's too busy with the missus. <laughs> what did um, Kevin did Kevin Kyle say something about Rangers after he left them or something? No, I'm did... really surprised by this. There's been nothing said as far as I can see. I don't think there was any bad blood at all. I was and just wondering yeah, why he was getting was... so much abuse. It was a bit. I was yeah. just, I, I, I just assumed he'd said something in the papers or something. Cause... Did they say they were a new club? You know how they hate that. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I, I, no, I just I wondered why he was getting the Kevin Kyle, you're a, then a nasty word after it chance. It was... I know, it was a nasty word. It was, uh, it was uncalled for. Cause I, I don't no, not exactly. It wasn't the worst thing that I heard um, over the, <laughs> from the TV with Rangers in attendance, but that's to be expected, really, isn't it? But it's it was... Thing. Are you talking about oh, some sectarian? Oh, oh. I'm not going to get into it. Come on, I'm not going to start that debate. Oh, I, think <laughs> you, I thought you'd heard something quite humorous. <laughs> well, the armed forces are attending it again, eh? <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be some kind of insult, like about your mum or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But we need to get something like that back again. And a sectarian chant. sense of humour, do they? No, what? we're wanting to get some humorous chants back. <sighs> right. We'll move on for Rangers anyway, because I don't want to talk about sectarian singing. No. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised. Not for two weeks in a row anyway. Yeah. So we've got the, the Scottish Cup draw. So, uh, what, what was it that you said about it, Chris, <laughs> the draw? I'm pretty sure I saw you tweeting something uh, about uh, it. I said 4-4 uh, versus East Fife was probably the biggest draw, especially if it finishes 5-4. It's just the, the, the great team, oh, no, isn't it? 4-5, East 5-4. The reference you made to two of the other teams who got drawn against each other. Oh, because Rangers got drawn with Airdrie, and I referred to it as a zombie derby. <laughs> ah, I, Chris, I need to make these things clear before the podcast well, starts. Look. We've got to all agree it's the same club. There's no mention of Sevco zombie. There has to be some kind of rules. Sevco versus Clyde Bank, is it? What? Or no, wait, is it? Who, who did... <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know who Rangers... I, I, I'm trying to remember who's plays Airdrie too. <laughs> it's quite simple. Either Rangers are the same club and they died and came back to life <laughs> and are therefore uh, zombies <laughs> or they're a brand new club, in which case I'll stop calling them zombies. <laughs> right. Well, the, the biggest draw was Arbroath Brecon City, surely. Bit of an Angus derby. Could be. <laughs> what <laughs> happened in the, the Scottish Awkward Cup? Awkward silence when I promoted <laughs> It's that early. I mean, they, they, even the championship teams aren't in this yet, so I'm kind of looking at this going, I'm not surprised that the, the draw was mentioned in uh, Reporting Scotland tonight as Rangers have drawn Airdrie and some other stuff happened in the draw. You can look on the website. <laughs> I mean, the, the only other thing I found amusing was that uh, Clyde have drawn Rangers. Uh, they just need to replay to decide what one it is because it's Brora Rangers or Cove Rangers. Oh, Brora have started the season pretty uh, well, actually. I don't know why I just added that, but I think they're top of the Highland League, aren't they? You know what we need? We need JB for this one because Auckland Dalbert obviously went through. Uh, they've got a, a, an away tie That's against Stardar. Yeah. So um, he'd be able to tell us something about this because I'm looking at I, I won't get excited about this draw until the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. Right, I got a message from Jordi Girl 
and she's given her point of view on Moshni and she says that Moshni's a bit of a looker. What? So there you are. There we go. A female perspective. Aye, yep. a funny, a a funny looker kind well. of guy. <laughs> uh, in fact, no, read it word for word. Uh, oh God, Moshni not a hit with the ladies. No way, not a good looking boy. Him looks like he's had his face hit with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more that sounds more accurate. <laughs> I was going to get her in trouble, but then I thought, no, a grumpy old man might not be happy if if he thinks that Jordy's after a bit of Moshni. I think I think Jordy's more like uh, thinking you can have him. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right, I wanted to mention I, there is one the other, there, I was just going to say there's one other Sorry. Scottish Cup game that is probably actually a decent draw. Queen of South Hamilton. Yeah. Did I say the Championship teams aren't in this? They are obviously that's yeah. a Championship game. Yeah. I think they don't all get drawn. No, do I was they? thinking because I'm or looking about going. Do I don't see Falkirk. I don't see Dundee. No, I don't. Th- I think it's, it's uh, just the bottom it's half of the championship. Like, the first division last season. Race, race I can't remember how they pick that actually. It'd be interesting. Mm. I don't know if they get given a bye before the you know the balls get drawn or it's just uh or they do pick it on league placing. But yeah, they're not all in there. I, I, you'd have someone have to find out unless someone knows. Uh, it's probably maybe somebody that's listening will be able to tell us. I don't know. Anyway. I, so I wanted to mention the, the charity bet because the link in there to the Scottish Cup was that we were going to go for, I think it's Hopkirk off Annan. We are trying to stick with him for the first scorer bet. They were playing Bucky, but I checked with McBookie and they don't offer odds on first goal scorers in the Scottish Cup first round. So we couldn't go with him, but then that game finished 0-0 anyway. And they've got a replay on the 19th. So we decided to go for Gagan of Dunfermline because we thought that would be easy. I'm not sure who it was that suggested it, whether it was you, Chris, or Greg. I think I suggested it and Greg liked the name, so we went with it. Oh, first goal scorers as well now, do you? Mm-hmm. We do. We've got two bets, Laurie. We've got oh. the usual treble or double, which we'll be doing lately, and then we also get a £10 on a first scorer in the lower leagues. Ah, see, I see. So I Gagan let us down. And we had Dundee United to win, which they did, and Inverness to win, which they didn't. So we were beaten again. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a bit of a habit. But luckily, Laura, you're here, and <laughs> that you like a bit. Ben's been rubbish the last couple of weeks. There's been too many, too many rubbish results. See, it's not just us, right? Uh, Laurie's confirmed it. <laughs> He's talking about no. rubbish words in the Uruguayan third division. I bet it's no, all right. I don't bet a whole lot in the Scottish Lower League, to be honest. But, so what are, you, what, what are you probably picking out of the Scottish Lower Leagues and the Scottish Cup at the weekend, I take it? Uh, aye, there's Scottish Cup replays, I think. And there's there's obviously yeah. the Lower League games as well. There's obviously no um, Rangers or Fairman and there's no Scottish Premiership games this weekend because they're international yeah. duty. Right, so we'll go for the double or the treble, first of all. And the first thing that jumps out, I think, Queen of South at home. Looks a, a decent one. Um, Montrose at home to Queen's Park. Basically, we could just say anybody at home against Queen's Park. Wait, Montrose, Queen's Park isn't on. No, it's been postponed because of the... Queen's Park play Preston yeah. Athletic. And I actually, yeah, I right. was thinking for an outsider, you probably, I don't know the odds are, I don't know if they've, you'll get them yet, but Preston Athletic to beat Queen's, because Queen's Park have been terrible this season. They have been. It's not a bad shoot. They couldn't beat them at Hamden. Preston Athletic, I think, are third in the... East of Scotland, so I thought it could be a good outsider. Obviously, it's still a, a non-league team versus a league team, but what are Queen's Park bottom of the table? Yeah, yeah, one yeah, point minus fifteen goal difference. They're not great. Hmm. I would need to need to delay it a wee bit then if we're going to go with that because it's I can't find it on the McBookie site. But I can we can still put the bet on that. I'll just need. To, I just said I no. I've just an idea. I was just looking at the teams. Well, just because it might give you some good odds. Yeah. I, I to be honest, we're looking at just getting any kind of win whatsoever. The only, <sighs> the only thing that's jumped out at me, well, I, I mean, it's an away win I'm looking for, but it's Hamilton top of the league against Morton bottom of the league, and they're playing it in Greenock. Good shout. Well, pretty much evens twenty to twenty-three. I'm up for that. What about four for after that four 0 win? They've not been that great this season, but. 4-0 win against Dunfermline. Sundar haven't been good away from home at all. I don't know. See, I think we're getting a wee bit risky there. I know I know what you're saying. 
He's no risky anymore. Are you try to play it safe. <laughs> oh, but, oh, I won't mean anymore. You used to pick. What did you pick, Rangers, that one week? About one to fifteen or something. Uh, I mean, you used to bit of mess it, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I blame Rangers for that. No me. I was. I was putting the smart money on. <laughs> blame. Right. So we've got Hamilton anyway. We've got twenty to twenty-three yep, to play okay. with. Right, and I'm gonna go and say Queen South at home to Cowdenbeath. Yeah, there's only two points between them and the league at the moment. Can I say it's at home? Couldn't be away. Yeah. You can either just keep for stick that. with your picks, or if I, I would go Preston with my one, if you, but you don't have to wait for it. Right. It's a, it's a dodgy, it's a dodgy. I'm just thinking. I mean, if if you tell me the odds and they were like evens, then I would say not bother, don't bother. But I'm hoping that there would be at least some kind of half decent odds on them. I don't know, I, I, well, we'll go with that. I, I've got any better ideas. <laughs> So we'll Aye, go with Hamilton, Queen of South and Preston. David yep. Bingham, David Bingham manager. I think I think it'll be I think it'll be a good good bet, Laurie. I think it'll be good to have you on. And if we win, we'll know that Greg's the weakest link. Yep. Mm-hmm. Watch Hamilton don't win. Which case is probably me. I know if Queen of the South don't win, then well that just confirms everything that everybody knows about me. Right. Right. Aye. Do you want to go back and fill in the, the gap about the Scottish Cup we were wondering about? Because I know the answer now. Aye, right. go for it, Chris. There okay. are 36 clubs enter from the first round. That's 16 from the Highland League, 3 that qualify from the juniors, and 17 others that are associated with SFA. The Scottish League, two clubs enter in the second round, along with the top two clubs in the previous season's Highland League, and the winners of both the South of Scotland League and the East of Scotland League. Scottish League 1 and 6 of the 10 Championship clubs start in the third round while the remaining 4 Championship clubs and the uh, Premiership clubs enter in the fourth round so there you go you've got 16 coming you've got the top 16 coming in the fourth round alright so they just pick the they leave the top 4 yeah is it is it that at what point the day of the uh, draw it's, no it's the when the, the where they finished last season oh sorry alright where they finished season yeah. before alright okay yeah. that makes more sense that sounds good so we've got. I, I had a wee check. Oh, I'm sure I realised when Morton weren't there because. Yeah, because they're obviously bottom. They were second last season. Yeah. Yeah. I had a wee check on Odds Checker for the odds on Preston, and basically Odds Checker has no mention. Really, <laughs> they've went one to forty-one for Preston, but then also one to forty-one for Queens Park. So it's obvious that they've not got any odds available. I'll just, so just be, need to wait yeah. for McBookie. That'll just be. Bet fair, won't it? The odds. I bet unfair by the sound of that. No, but you know when there's no, this is just giving you the right. Yeah. Aye. Give McBookie Aye. a tweet. Aye, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. I'll, I don't know if I'll get odds uh, during the show. What are we going to do for the first scorer? Well, obviously we can't, we can't stick with Gagan because Dunfermline aren't playing. We could go no, back to Hopkirk. Who are Annan? Annan. Aren't playing, are they? Well, they. No, but then it's strange because they're playing on the 19th in the Scottish Cup. Uh, okay. Are they Ramsey's Cup? Well, it's not Ramsey's Cup weekend, is it? What? Random? Is it? Do... Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you who scored the most? That's what it is. And an athletic are playing Wraith Rovers on Sunday. Mm. Are we going to go? No. No. No, I wouldn't I'm going to say no. I wouldn't touch the right. team. How about... Like, I'll give you some players. Let's see. Queen of the South... Um, is that Ian Russell has scored first goal four times this season mm-hmm. in the championship? Keatings of Hamilton scored three first goals. Yeah, good shot. He scored Lloyd, Lloyd Falkirk scored three as well. Um, League One, Moffat, Air United scored four mm. first goals. Cook of Arbroath has scored three first goals. Erwin Arbroath, three. Um, let's see, League Two. Uh, the only three I can see is old Dennis Wynas. Used to be shite and now he's all right. <laughs> Walking in a winest wonderland. Is there explicit tag, Craig? <laughs> oh, oh, see, once I one. tick it once, once I tick it once, that's it. Chris, I can't do it per episode. I has to just go for the, the entire podcast. So, I, so that's us. Oh, swear right. we, we could just swear when we want to. Well, we could, but I'm not swear the type of person that would swear. Swear when Chris, we want. It's not my style. Did you hear right, Tempted by Keatings. Jack Wilshire, he smokes when he wants. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> anyway, no, there you go, the most... Russell. Right, Ke- Keatings is tempting, but aye, Russell sounds like... A, that sounds like some kind of thing based on stats. Well, I can see he scored most first goals this season. And you're going for Queen of the South to win, aren't you? So... 
Yeah, right, well, the other one we've got is Keaton's uh, Hamilton, so we're going for Hamilton as so. well. Yeah, just go with Queen of the South, um, Russell. Sounds like a good plan. That's, that's basic stats. £10 on that, courtesy McBookie, and we'll get the odds up later in the week because it's still a wee bit early for that kind of thing. Yep. I'll get them online, on Twitter, on the forum, forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk, and hopefully... Fingers crossed that we can get something because this this is getting embarrassing. Eleven weeks and we're not getting anywhere. I know, shocking, absolutely shocking. Fair old dry spell, that. Jesus. Yep. Right. You see, last week it was a hundredth podcast and I started it and we started talking about uh, party poppers. Chris, I think you mentioned party poppers and then I also mentioned the the things that go third and then the wee. I've done the hand action, Laurie, and yet nobody could see the hand action, so it didn't really add to my impression. Well, I found out what they're called. I now know what they're called. They're called a number of things. (laughs) They're called a party horn. They're also known as a blowout, a blower, a noisemaker. That's a lazy name. That's a lazy name. I I called it party blower last week. I'm sure I did. Because that's what I thought it might be called. So I'm, I'm claiming a victory in that one. <laughs> a tweeter. What has what got to do with anything? A tweeter. A blow tickler. That's, uh, that's something else entirely. <laughs> that's what Greg's up to just now. A blow tickler? A squeaker or a fizzoo. It's like a fart. <laughs> what was that? I was a squeaker. <laughs> a fizzoo. I like fizzoo. That's a belter. Let's call it a fizzoo. <laughs> So I heard I heard the term and it's got its own Wikipedia page. So I thought, right, okay, I'm gonna for the first time of the podcast history, I'm gonna get a prop for the podcast. And I went to Sainsbury's and I had a look and they did not have any noisemakers. Had none on the shelf. They had loads of the poppers, they had plastic flutes, they had loads of stuff, loads of different stuff that you just would never imagine, but they had no blowers. So, I'm sorry, I tried my best. I did go thinking I was going to get a prop and I was going to start the podcast off with a wee... But no. <laughs> did you ask any of the staff? I didn't, I didn't, because they wouldn't have known what it was called. Uh, excuse me, I'm looking for a blow. I would say, excuse me, I'm looking for a... And I've just done the hand movement again. <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. Everybody knows what you're talking about. Yep, you're right. Party blow, right. tell me, party blow. That's the best thing. That makes sense. But they didn't have any, and I, I didn't, I couldn't be bothered going to Tesco's. I thought I've, I've had a look in Sainsbury's. They didn't have any. They had a pinata. They, they had pretty much everything you could think of to do a party, but they didn't have a blow tickler. <laughs> <laughs> right, is there anything else you wanted to mention in the podcast this week? Ah, dear me. Like, how do you talk about? <laughs> Uh, right, I'll see if I can get a blow tickler for next week. Right. <laughs> good luck with see, that. See how I do. Right, Laurie, right, that was good to get you back again. Right. That, was yeah, that Russell's stats, so I'm just double-checking. That's actually scoring first for his team, oh, wow. incidentally. Right. Rather than first in the game. But So, I mean, oh, if you're, you're still confident they're going to win. You're kidding me, on. Yeah, well, well right, we have gone for Queen of South to win, so let's stick with Five goals, four of them have been the first Queen of South goal in the game. Not the first goal in the game. I'm just double checking. I don't know why it says it like that, but yeah, just just to just to let you know in advance, so you don't find out afterwards when he doesn't score mm. first. I you know, blame you. You know, it's still something based on some sort of statistic, which is a lot better than we've had before. So I'm quite happy to go with that. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, there is one other thing I was thinking of when I was watching the news earlier. They were talking about the the FA's 150th anniversary thing in England. Uh, mm. They had a, a two amateur teams that yeah. were like the oldest teams in in England having a football match in the Buckingham Palace football kind of field that they painted on the lawn yep I I just thought that was kind of daft I was wondering if Scotland would have any equivalent because we're at 140 years now or something 141 years or something so what are we going to do with 150 so we're going to go back to the cricket ground where we first played England in 1872 well I think Queen's Park has got to have some kind of say in that if if people don't know the history of Queen's Park and how they helped form football as we know it, they should 
look it up because I, I really found it interesting that they were one of the, the first teams to develop the passing game as we know yeah. it today. Because I've mentioned on the podcast before that previously it was a case of one guy ran with the ball and his teammates <laughs> provided backup in case he was barged off the ball. And so we basically had or... we basically had American football when you weren't, but you just weren't allowed to pick the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was a lot like rugby because uh, offside was passing the ball Crap. forward. Uh, so it was a wee bit like rugby. rugby I guess that's where it that's where it came from, wasn't it? The, the two games were were won at one mm-hmm. point. But anyway, Queens Park were uh, played a big part in it, and they also played a big part in the early FA Cups. Yeah, uh, they made the final in two years and lost to I think it was Blackburn. Ah, uh, there was one of them they couldn't make a replay. Yeah. Well, I think the very first one they couldn't make the replay they couldn't afford that yeah unfortunately the the two sides yeah. that played in this game in Buckingham Palace were uh, the London side Civil Service FC who are the only surviving team of the 11 that formed the FA on the 26th of October 1863 and they lost <laughs> against Polytechnic FC who were set up in 1875 so there you go Howard Webb was the referee Howard Webb was the referee aye you, you thought if they were going to play football uh, in the Queen's Back Garden, they maybe have brought like, the winners of the Coronation Cup or something. Right. You know that he didn't... Howard, Howard Webb didn't even book a single play. That, that's that's <laughs> the first. Maybe it's because he went not play Man United, though. <laughs> <laughs> Did William play? I know that he set it up. No, he was in a certain tie. Is he, he not good enough? He about at the side, no. apparently. Because I thought he was a decent player from what I've heard. Nah, who told you that, the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> I was told to say that. <laughs> you're a Rangers fan. You're about to think the Real family are good. <laughs> well, so someday he'll be king, and then he'll be obviously king Billy. But then there's already. Is that why I heard um, Real Britannia being sung at the United game? Was that Rangers celebrating? That might have been. No, no. I was just thinking because we don't really need another king Billy because we've got one player for Hearts already. Aye, comes up in the team sheet. Aye. Somebody <laughs> mentioned. Uh, Pope was playing for air really? on Sunday. <laughs> Put money on him to score first. Oh, well, that would have been funny. He once scored a famous equaliser at Tynecastle, but it was disallowed, remember? Imagine that. See you say that, I, I remember that. Och and Lick. Yeah. Remember he scored that goal in injury time. It was disallowed. Ah, uh, the conspiracy theories. Right, but thanks to the two of you for coming on, Laurie. And thanks for coming back. <laughs> thanks to two of you, Laurie. I'll, I know that was me merging two sentences <laughs> me, together me, Chris, in an awkward Chris, fashion. Most... <laughs> right, but thanks again. I'm, I'm, I was going to ask, Craig, have you got statistics of uh, how many times Laurie's been on the podcast, like you did for <laughs> me and Greg last week in the 100th podcast? Oh, I would need to add them up. Ah, see. I should have probably asked you that at the start of the podcast. You could have done it, wouldn't I? I've got them all in my black book. Every appearance, every prediction in my black book. Every prediction, oh dear. Yeah. Greg was trying to give me his predictions for next week. He'd forgotten that it was international break. <laughs> ah, I couldn't get it wrong then. My, my, I mean, my prediction is Scotland will not lose at the weekend. That's a very. Yeah. Well, we won't because we're not playing. <laughs> we're not playing till Tuesday. <laughs> I still think there'll be a decision that'll go against Hearts. I still think Ian Brines will manage to send off Danny Wilson somehow. <laughs> Keith Lazio still breaks somebody's shoulder. <laughs> Something will happen in the. It'll be the 7,020 minutes in of the Aberdeen game. He'll, something else. Danny Wilson will be saying something nasty at home. Brines will be sitting at the window. Hey, I heard that. You're off. <laughs> right. How long can that go on for anyway? Like, how long after the game can you send someone off? Oh, I don't know exactly when it. Tell the referee you leave the premises. I think. Like, no, what? surely it's fifteen minutes because if the manager's not allowed back on the pitch oh, yeah, until yeah. fifteen minutes after, so maybe that's what it is. I'd be interested to find out. You know what? You know if it's like if the manager, the ref, has to stay behind for something and he he's in the car park at eight o'clock in the evening, <laughs> sees a fight between two of the players, like you're both red carded. Right, I'll find out though because find I, out I, I the referee's got no more power. Yep, I know somebody who knows a, a guy who is an assistant ref in the Premiership. That's your homework so for next week. So I'll find out and let you know next week. So I know next time. Or well, just well, I'll I'll pass it on the Hearts team matches in it. <laughs> Useful information. When will be the next time, Laurie? That's a big question. 
When, when, uh, when, when will broadband come to your, uh, your own place instead of your mum and dad's? It's I, like you live in the 90s or something. Like. I, I do have broadband. I just I only I only use my netbook on Aberdeen and it, it didn't work out too well when I used that for the podcast last time, remember? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Greg's gone mental. He's having to come on every week. <laughs> I, he's cracking up. He's, he's yeah. needing rested. I mean, he's, he's not getting any younger. What is he? Where, what special things he taking his lady to the weekend? Motherwell aren't even playing. Oh, he's taking her a, a wee trip somewhere. I don't know where. Somewhere exotic, I'm sure. <laughs> out, out of Motherwell. Up Mary Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I heard hey, tonight that Mary Hill's wonderful. That's what I, I learnt this evening. Ah, uh, for Hill for thrills, Don't, don't believe it. wasn't tonight. <laughs> no, was not. Right, but thanks for coming on, guys, and better go. Bye. Uh, we're dragging it too long, right? Cheers. Cheers, in. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.